great to be with you uh, this afternoon. And I'm excited about the topic because it's a topic that really um, I was thinking about in my life a few years ago. So the, the question is, how can God's love really be anchored in our hearts? That sounds very simple at the beginning, but I want to ask you, uh, I'll take you on my journey. I was four when I made the most important decision of my life. I made a lot of difficult uh, decisions since then, but the most important decision and the one that changed the most in my life was when I heard a song and I sang it with my mom, Jesus, I give you my heart. And then I said to my mom, I want to invite Jesus into my heart. And I prayed that prayer, made that decision, and it changed a lot because I got to know God more and more. Do you know, when you give your life to Christ, it's not only a religion you take, it's a relationship that starts. And God loves to show himself to you, to reveal himself more and more, and especially to reveal how much he loves you. And so that's what, what I experienced so I was worshiping and, and God um, showed up and I really felt the love of God in my heart and it was amazing. And then I also started, of course, I started to read the Bible as soon as I could read. And so I brought uh, some Bible verses about God's love and they are so amazing. God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. How beautiful is God's love. He just decided to love us when we could give nothing back then. That's amazing love. Or next verse. This is love. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an uh, atoning sacrifice for our sin. So God loves me even when I can't give him anything back. God loves me. And you might know a lot about, about God's love and you have experienced God's love more and more. But when I look back in my life, I also realized there were many times where I strangely didn't feel God's love. I went through time in my puberty where I really, I had so low self-esteem. I, I really thought it would be much better if I wasn't here. I should kill myself. I cut myself in the arms because I didn't feel anything of God's love. Or still up to now, I, I have times where I have so much fear. And actually, I shouldn't be able to fear. That sounds amazing. But, but God says, God's love makes away and puts away all our fears. So why, why, why am I still dealing with fear? And very, to be very honest, often my heart feels like this. Now there is, of course, some love of God in my heart, but there's a big empty part. And I often feel an, an, an emptiness inside. Although I know God, I know his love, it is real and I know it and I felt it before, but often it feels like a big emptiness in my heart. So my question became, when I feel that, how can I really anchor my heart in God's love? Because that's, the, that's a big question, because I don't always feel it. But how can I still anchor my heart in his love? Now, the world gives us a very special solution. If you have an empty heart, it's very easy. You just love yourself more. You should love yourself. 
Self-love is often the answer promoted to us in, the, in today's time. And of course, it's nothing bad about it. Um, and I realized I, if I love myself, it's just, it, it might fill up this emptiness in my life. Maybe you know this Bible verse, and I really think I'm guilty of uh, having used it this way. Like when Jesus was asked, what is the greatest commandment in the whole law? Jesus replied, it is to love your God with all your mind, all your heart, and your soul. And also, love your neighbor as yourself. Now, I've also preached before, so here it says exactly, we should love ourselves more. But if you actually grammatically look at this Bible verse, it doesn't say the answer to your emptiness is you should love yourself more. You know what I mean? In this Bible verse, it more talks about you should love others like you love yourself. So the Bible says here, actually, you're quite good in loving yourself. I make an example. Up to this day, you have never starved. You have always every day eaten enough to not starve. That's, that's good. That's, you, you loved yourself. And even today, you came here and you look beautiful. So every day, I think in your life, you, you made it to, to put on your best clothes that were good for the day so you can dress nicely. You drink enough every day. You always, when you, when you, uh, when you have pain, you, 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 you're interested in how can I get this pain away in my life. So there's a lot of love for yourself very naturally. So this Bible verse talks more about loving others as you love yourself. I'll make you an example. We have this guy in our office. Um, he's on staff in the IT. So his name is Micha. And every Tuesday in the morning, Nobody told him to do that. He goes into a shop and he buys the most uh, precious fruits and brings him to us into the office so that everybody else can eat healthy because to him, eating healthy is important. So that's like loving your neighbor as you love yourself. So the Bible actually nowhere uh, tells us to love us more because sometimes I think the Bible says, to love yourself is a little bit like you take a little bit of the love that you have inside your heart and put it back again. The picture the Bible uses is I want to learn how to fill my heart with the love of God and to accept God's love, to accept his thinking over my life is not the same as just love yourself. You know what I mean? So to, I, I needed to realize, to, to find out how can my heart be filled? How can my heart be anchored in the love of God? Now, then I read this Bible first in Romans chapter 5, verse 5. There it says, God, God's love has already been poured out into our hearts. So I often realize there is an emptiness, but God, you are saying, you have already poured your love into my heart. That sounds strange, but how have you done it? Now, let's move on in this verse. It says, God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. And I started to realize maybe my picture is wrong. God's love is not like this red liquid, just that liquid that is poured into my 
canister heart. God's love is poured into my heart through the Holy Spirit who is living inside of me. So the more the Holy Spirit lives in my life and I have a relationship with Him and I talk to Him and He lives, the more He spreads the love into my heart and also through my life into other people's around me. And I started to realize, okay, I needed to rethink, to get away from the canister thinking into a Holy Spirit thinking. So I brought you a few steps. If I think, in a, if I have a canister thinking, I always search for fulfillment. God, fill my emptiness. But God is always searching for a relationship. God just don't, doesn't just want to fill my emptiness. He wants to spend time with myself and build up a relationship that fills the emptiness. You know? You understand? Or the next thing, a canister thinking is self-centered. But a Holy Spirit thinking puts God into the center. A canister thinking looks inward. But Holy Spirit thinking looks upward. What are you thinking over my life? How precious am I in your eyes? How much do you love me? Canister thinking sees what is missing. But Holy Spirit thinking sees what is already there. The Holy Spirit, this power, this love is already living inside of me. Canister thinking always wants to take. Holy Spirit thinking knows it's a receiving. God will provide my heart with everything I need and I will receive Canister uh, thinking fills itself with whatever is given. You know, I, I know in my heart when I, I focus on my emptiness, I, I try to fill my, whole, my holes, my emptiness with anything that fills it up. But Holy Spirit thinking trusts in God who will fill my emptiness. Canister thinking is searching to be loved all the time. And Holy Spirit knows I'm loved myself so I can love others. Now here's the Bible verse. Why, why is Holy Spirit thinking and loving others so important? In 1 John 4, chapter 12, it says, but if the love, if we love one another, so if I love my brothers and sisters, God lives in us and his love is made complete in us. So my whole question, if I want my heart to be anchored in God, it's not only just fill me up, God, with love. It's I want to let the Holy Spirit live in my life. And love is the first fruit of the Holy Spirit. So the more I have um, a relationship with the Holy Spirit, the more love is in my life. Come on, Miriam, what's the second thing? The second point we want to look at is God's love is anchored in our heart when we trust him. When we trust him in every circumstance we are in. And that's not always that easy. When we look at the canister thinking or the Holy Spirit thinking, I mean, we all have the desire to this Holy Spirit thinking. And sometimes I wish I see this stuff flying over my head to remind me there's a God who loves me, who cares about me who sees me also in tough times. I don't know about you, maybe you are right now in a tough season. I wanna encourage you 
He sees you. You can trust God because he loves you so much. I want to dive into a short passage in the Old Testament in, uh, in the book of the first Samuel, capital 24, where we see young David. Young David, who just received a prophecy that he will be the next king. But King Saul, who rules over the nation of Israel, is after him with 3,000 soldiers. So David and his men, they are um, back in the cave, uh, in the... <laughs> um, yeah, they're back and they're hiding. So King Saul is after him and he goes there to sleep. And there we see this interesting uh, passage where the man, David, whispered, now it's the time to kill him. In verse five, we read this. Now it's the divine moment where you can, ki can kill this King Saul. And when we read this chapter to the end, we see that David did not kill Saul because he was trusting God that he has the perfect timing. He had such a sweet relationship with God that he would know he has the perfect timing for me, even though the circumstances are very bad. And he, he was not falling into this canister thinking of, I want now this self-promotion. I want to kill him by, mis by, my, uh, by my own hands. He was trusting God that he will cares, care for him. And this was so an encouraging passage for me as well because sometimes in my daily life, I face so many decisions I have to make and often I fall into this canister thinking where I have to do it by my own. And I have to think, oh, I will do it by my own and I'm, um... yes, and I, so many thoughts I have because I, I forget that I have a God who loves me so much and he cares about me. And we have a father who calls us his children. He calls you and me his children because he loves me so much. And we have a little daughter at home and she's so an example for me. She runs into my arms because she loves me so much. She comes with every emotion to me. If she's sick, she's mad, she's happy, she's jealous, it doesn't matter. She knows that I love her so much and she wants just a hug because she trusts in me. And this is such a good example where we can have a God who loves me and is trustworthy. Like David was there and he was knowing I can trust this God in heaven because he cares about my situation. Yeah, thank you, Miriam. Our third point this afternoon is God's love is anchored in our heart when we take up our cross. Wow, what a strong statement that God's love will be anchored when we take off our cross. So in the next few uh, minutes, we will dive in what it means to live a life full of devotion, live a life full of 
giving away love. And Jesus is making this statement in Matthew 16, 24. There we read, whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. This statement is Jesus telling to his disciples, you and I, we can take up our cross. And we, but when we are reading this passage with a canister of thinking, then we read it like, okay, I need to fill my heart and then I go out on Monday to work till Friday. I have to carry my cross, to carry my burden, and I have to watch that I'm coming to church with a little bit of love. So at Sunday in church, I can feel it again, my love for the world, and I carry my cross. And this is canister thinking. We, we are filled with the love of God, and then we go out to the world, and we will be empty. Anytime we give away our love, it will be empty till we are in heaven. There we will have perfect love. But what I love is that Holy Spirit thinking is a little bit different. Holy Spirit thinking is like, hey, when I give away my love who was poured out in my heart, so the love will be more and more anchored. And you know, Jesus is doing this statement. He said, Take off your cross, because he knew when we follow, when we are following his steps, that our love can be anchored in Jesus, because we will be in the relationship with him. We will be, we will doing this with Jesus. And I want to encourage us today, because you know, Jesus is telling something like this. He's giving this commandment or this order. But Jesus is the one who lived this to the fullest. Jesus not just give us this order, you do take up your cross. Jesus is the one who said, okay, take it, but I also have lifted. And what I love about Jesus is, you know, he left the beauteous place behind to come to the world. The beauteous place was the presence and glory of God. He left it behind. And also the thinking that Jesus is left behind his home and came here to this broken world, this is, this is giving up his cross, that he was here. And his whole life, Jesus was living a life of devotion, was living a life when people hate him, he loved. Jesus lived a life fully devoted with love to the people. And I also love the last 24 hours from Jesus because uh, before he went to the cross. For me, it's one of, of these passages in the Bible that touches me the most that I see this, this lovely devotion from Jesus from the moment he was with, with his disciples when he went through the garden and then through the cross and then he hung on on, the, on this cross and was full of love, full of devotion. And that's the nature of, God, of Jesus, you know? And that's also the nature of God. The Bible says God is the 
Jesus is the visible, visible picture of the invisible God. So God's nation, uh, nature is fully devoted. The Holy Spirit, his nature is fully devoted. And I love it because Jesus is telling to us, you know, when I give you this commandment, I trust you that you also can do it. I trust you this afternoon, ICF, that you also can do it. You can carry the cross, not with a canister thinking that, you know, on Monday or on Wednesday, the canister is um, half full. I trust you. I trust you, my friend. You know, my friend, give me a hug. Please sit down. I, I want to spread my, my love for you. Jesus said to me, take up your cross and show your love to these wonderful people. I love you from all my heart. And sometimes okay, the, the time to, to take up your cross is now, Come not on. tomorrow. That's true. I love you very much. That's true. Thank you so much. Come and give this man a round of applause. Thank you so much. This is it. This is it. Jesus gave us this commandment, take up your cross. Maybe it costs something. You know, Jesus left his home behind, but he doesn't left his identity behind. His identity was poured out in his heart, the love of God. And he shared his, his identity, who he was, fully devoted. So a few weeks ago, I had a, I have a, I had a talk with, with one young guy in our youth group. And this young guy, um, we, 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 we talked about um, discipleship. We talked about how can we be a disciple of Jesus in our daily life. And, and then in this talk, he, he, he told me, does it mean that I have to, to quit my, my, my apprenticeship? And I told him, no, <laughs> he doesn't have to quit the apprenticeship. He doesn't have to take some decision in, in the external, you have to take some decisions in the heart to take off the cross. I think to take up our cross is that we first are taking some decisions in our heart that we can walk like this, that we can walk really devoted. And I want to pray with you at the end, in the next few seconds. And I want to, 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 to bring you a picture how we can do it in, the, in everyday life, how we can sharp our, our life, that we can live this commandment that Jesus is giving us through his spirit. So I always, when I pray, I'm saying, Jesus, my thoughts are not your thoughts. Your thoughts over my thoughts. Your thoughts over my thoughts. In everyday life, in everyday decision, your thoughts over my thoughts. What I also love to pray, Jesus, I want you to hear every day what you as a good shepherd are telling me. You know, we have so many influences every day from social media, from the media, at work. And my prayer is, Jesus, I want you to hear your voice as a good shepherd. Also, Jesus, I want to see what do you see in everyday life? In this holiday, I, I had a funny experience. So we were in Italy and then we walked out uh, up a hill and there was a guy who was driving up with a motorbike and, 
And I thought he, he doesn't see us because he, he was driving right in front of uh, to us. And I, I, I took my daughter away. I thought, okay, this was crazy. <laughs> and then a few minutes later, I saw the same guy limping. I was there and I knew Jesus gave me new eyes because I doesn't thought an idiot who was hitting us a few seconds um, ago. I saw a guy that can meet Jesus when I can pray for him. I didn't pray for him in this moment because I had fear of God, but I pray inside of me. But I was proud of myself. I thought, wow, Jesus, you gave me new eyes. Also, one of my prayers is, Jesus, take up my tongue. Take my lips. And <laughs> I knew a few years ago, I, I had really a, a rough tongue. I, I, I spoke with very few bad words. And also, um, I was like uh, gossiping. And Jesus told me, watch your tongue. Speak life. I gave you your mouth to speak life. And I knew, okay, for me in this decision to take up my cross is that I speak life. And for some friends of mine, I was like the funny religious guy who always speaks correctly. And I knew for them, maybe, but for God, I, he gave me my tongue to, to speak life. I knew, wow, this means taking my cross. Also, one of my... One thing is, Jesus, take my hands, take my talents. Jesus, I want to, everything that I do, I want to do it for your kingdom. My resources, I want to give it for the, to the kingdom, that people uh, knows you, knows you. And my steps, I want to Submit, Jesus, my steps everywhere that I go. Jesus, I want to follow you. I want to follow your steps. And all this through the Holy Spirit who was poured out in our hearts. And, you know, this is something practical that we can do every day. And in Second Peter, we're reading this. His divine power has given us everything we need for a goodly life through our knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and goodness. You know, every day in our life, we can live through the Holy Spirit who was given to us. We can trust God and we can also take off our cross the people can meet Jesus. Let us stand up and pray. I will start with this prayer. You can join me in this prayer. If you want, you can stretch out your hands. <laughs> Jesus, you know me better than every person herein, inside. Jesus, you know my thoughts. And I pray right now that my thoughts, your thoughts, are over my thoughts. I give you my thoughts. 
I want to think how you think. Jesus, I want to hear your voice every day. And all the other voices need to calm down. I want to hear your voice clearly. I want to see what you see in every situation in life. I want to speak life with my tongue, with my mouth. I want to do your works with my hands, with my resources. I want to serve you and I want to walk your steps. I want to follow your steps, Jesus, in my life every day. Thank you for the Holy Spirit that you poured out in our hearts. And thank you, God, that your love is limitless, limitless for us and that we can more experience this love in us, that it can be anchored in our hearts, that we can trust you in every circumstance we are in. And thank you, Holy Spirit, that you will help us even though we are in circumstances that are very tough and we don't know the answer, but you can come, Holy Spirit. We invite you that you will help us to find answer, to find hope, to find peace. Let's give the Holy Spirit a moment where we just, where we just stare for Him, and where He can talk into our lives. Holy Spirit, what do you want to say to everyone here? Why don't we make a statement today and, and, and make God the king of our hearts? Over all our thoughts we have, over all our feelings we have, all, over all our emptiness. Holy Spirit, Jesus be the king of my heart. Let's sing this song together. Hey, thanks for watching. Hey, our passion for people is that we see them grow in their relationship with Jesus, live fearlessly and influence their people and the surrounding in a positive way. And if you would like to be part of that vision, we thank you so much for your financial support because that would make it possible. I hope that this message spoke to you really. And if you don't have subscribed to our channel, please do this. And it's always a big blessing. Maybe you know some people in your neighborhood or in your friendship, say that podcast could be a very, very cool thing. Just share the link because.